Welcome to Writing the Wrong Way, the podcast for writers who strive to be bold and readers who crave something new. I'm your host, Jonathan Ball. I want to thank you for being here, and I want us to stay in touch. So subscribe to this podcast, then go to writingtherongway.com and enter your best email to receive the Martian Embassy Missive, my bi-weekly newsletter where I let you know what's happening on Mars, where we're always making big plans. Join the Martians so you don't get left out of the invasion at writingtherongway.com. And as a special bonus, I'll send you a free book. Speaking of books, my new book is called The National Gallery, and it contains sonnets about Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, elegies lamenting the death of my iPhone, and other strange missives from yours truly, the poet laureate of hell. Visit thenationalgallery.ca to order your signed copy. That's thenationalgallery.ca. How are you doing, Ryan? How is your uh, 2019 in reading? Uh, are we on? Yeah, why not? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, a, I don't want to. I got my class coming up, so I no time to waste. No time to waste with me. No. Um. Uh, I did all right. I uh, I hit 125. Oh yeah. And uh, I did the numbers. Uh, my reading was totally lopsided. So I read, uh, so fiction novels. Uh, I read 12 out of that 125. Nonfiction books, uh, I read 29, and then poetry, I uh, read 84. Wow. <laughs> I read so 145. I, I haven't done the numbers, but I read 145 oh. books. But most of those uh, I know were comic books, like graphic novels or comic yeah. trade collections, like, you know, um, collecting whatever. I read a bunch of manga as well, like big, thick manga collections. Yeah. Um, and, you know, of course, poetry books. So I don't know offhand the numbers but i uh it would at least be um around 50 poetry books for sure so okay. uh, fully a third of it would be poetry and then um i had a few uh i read a number of novels but um a, a lot of them i know are comic books or like like comic collections or uh just graphic novels yeah so yeah pretty lopsided <coughs> i find it's always um a little lopsided in that sense partly because um uh, I do the poetry column where I do like four books a month. So for sure yeah. I read that. Like I'll read often more than that, but I'll at least, you know, I'll at least read four poetry books a month. Yeah. Like I'll read a bunch I don't finish or whatever, but, um, but then lately, well, I know, yeah. sorry, you, you read like twice as many. You should be there doing the poetry column. Well, I, I kind of went out of my way this year. I was kind of, cause I had time, right? So I kind of went out of my way to like pick up, a ton of the new books that came out in 2019. So I read like a significant chunk of like the spring and fall 2019 seasons. Uh, cause it was a lot of, so I probably, there's a lot of presses I would have read like all, all or almost all the books they put out. So like coach house or book hug or, or will second win. I read a sizable chunk of their, what they put out last year. Yeah, I find I do that. Uh, I mean, I try not to just focus on one press like that because yeah. I think it's very easy to do if you're reviewing to just get stick with the presses you're used to. Yeah. Um, but I still do find I gravitate towards certain presses more, you know, just as you will, right? Just yeah. you, just your tastes align better with that press or whatever. But um, I, I, I've been trying to make more of an effort to kind of, you know, be a bit more wide-ranging in terms of the amount of presses I 
uh, read books from, but uh, and yeah. I started to get uh, sent a bunch of books from like presses that never sent stuff to me before. Like um, Caitlin Press uh, sent me a bunch okay. of stuff. I hadn't even heard of them. Um, and then uh, I forget offhand, but like I knew, I remember there's a few new, newer presses that I'm sure aren't new, but like you know, kind of new to me presses. But then I also like what I find is um, uh, so much of what I read. I was. Is, is motivated by like having to read it for some reason. <laughs> like yeah. if I'm doing a book review or something, of course I'll read that book. Or if like, again, I'm doing poetry reviews, I'll read a bunch of poetry books. But then if I'm doing like a project of some sort, like, uh, like I've been working on this comic book project. So that's, so I've just been reading, you know, tons and tons of comic books, you know, old and new. And I'm not counting most of the stuff I read because I, I'm not counting single issues. I'm not counting like, um, you know, anything that's under 50 pages. Yeah, like if it's in a trade, count yeah, it. like I'll count that. So and like some of them are massive, like like a two thousand page manga or something. Yeah, or like or maybe like a thousand page, but then like other ones are like, um, you know, yeah, like maybe like six comics worth of stuff. Yeah. So you know, but but I find it. I don't know about you, but like I find so much of it is um, what am I just kind of do reading for research purposes. Or just because it's, you know, required reading in some way. Yeah, that's been a lot of, well, everything kind of falls into that for me anyway, even if it's not, like, even if it's not, like, immediate research, like, anything I read kind of gets sucked into the orbit, whatever I'm working on. (coughs) Yeah, I've been trying to um, pick more things just for pure, that I don't have to read for any reason. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, and you know just or you me just read more novels that i wouldn't otherwise kind of like approach i don't know have you have you found yourself targeting your reading in any particular way like I, what i've noticed over years is i have um i really started to try to read for fun more than i used to say in grad yeah. school and i've also tried to like stop reading books <laughs> much more that quickly than i used to uh I know for me, for me, like last year, and I've been trying to keep this going. Uh, I've been trying to read like in in pockets. When I get like an enthusiasm for something, I'll read in a bit of a pocket. So, um, not last fall, but the fall before fall twenty eighteen, like I was teaching this Canadian literature course, and I realized like, oh, you, like compared to like maybe somebody who actually did like um, like a field exam in Canadian literature as a PhD. Like, I haven't actually read that much Canadian fiction. So at the beginning of the year, most of those 12 novels I read are at the beginning of the year because I was trying to read a novel a week for a little bit, and that dropped off pretty quick. Um, And then, um, like, last spring, I was trying to – I was doing a ton of reading around uh, intimacy. Like So I built a little reading list for myself, and some of that shows up in the list and some of it doesn't because some of it was, like, articles and – uh, at the end of the year, I was teaching uh, Claudia Rankin's Citizen and uh, Aaron Moray's O Citadan. And I kind of got interested in them as, as um, kind of examples of auto theory. So I started reading a bunch of like, um, a bunch <coughs> of, like different uh, auto theory texts. So I read like uh, Maggie Nelson's The Argonauts, and I read these two books by Paul Preciado, who's a great uh, trans critic. And, um, and then other poetry was falling into that. So like, um, Jacqueline Turner's new book, Flourish or Billy Ray Belcourt's NDN coping mechanisms. Like 
they kind of had these this auto theoretical vibe to it. So it was it was an interesting like it was interesting to cluster my reading in that in that way just to read a bunch and then. I find I've been doing kind of in some ways I've been doing that and in some ways I've been doing like the opposite of that. So like I'll, I'll on one hand I'll start uh, yeah like making little sh- very short like kind of cluster reading lists almost for myself. Like I'll actually just like go stack a pile of books like on the desk and I'm like I'll read these books next but I'll like pull them off the shelves because I've got like (laughs) 2,000 unread books or something right (laughs) at least but it's like I'll go through the shelves sometimes and I'll just be like you know I really want to read about this thing and or this particular whatever I'll just like start pulling all that stuff I've got off the shelves and just make a little reading pile for myself and I'll work through that Um, so like you say kind of diving deep into some particular obsessive interest so like yeah. one thing I did that last year with that was um, I just got really uh, interested in comic book characters who have um, uh, uh, what, what what we call legacy characters so like characters who um, have a different different identities have taken on the same mask mm-hmm. so I got like really interested in that and I read like a series of like kind of things connected where it's like you know. Uh, like the most famous and my favorite of them is Grendel, uh, you know this kind of comic character who went, he's you know been going for like since the eighties. There's, there's a currently a new Grendel. I was going to say he's been, he's been going since Beowulf and like yeah, you know yeah, yeah. it's getting rebooted every couple centuries. <laughs> but yeah, so like I've been reading like versions of Beowulf, or like things connected to Beowulf, but also like the Grendel comic. Um, mm. Like I, but I did read also it's completely separate uh, this Beowulf adaptation, this graphic novel adaptation as well, and like, and like I just been getting like interested. I get like little pockets. I'll just read into that pocket, or even just like in nonfiction, I'll get like some topic and I'll just read into it or whatever. But then the other thing I've started doing more is I'll try to like identify a blind spot, like you were talking about. Like I don't know yeah. as much about this thing, or I'll notice like I'm not reading as many. Um, whatever writers like some type of writer or some type of thing and i'll just try to like dive into that for a while yeah so like i noticed um or or like i'll notice i'm reading a bunch of something you know and i'll just try to steer away from it or something you know like (laughs) either kind of dive in or kind of dive out or um but sort of like direct my reading a little bit more than maybe i have in the past yeah i'm just following interests say and I try to be more ruthless with like not reading things. I think I mentioned, but like, um, I find it a, a real issue with the poetry because I get sent on this poetry, and it sounds like you read even more poetry than I did last year. But like, I find like you get like like every other genre, but especially if you're talking like a, a region like Canada, yeah, um, there'll be like trends, right? Like there'll be trends in the publishing, and like trends when people are writing. And I find that anytime I notice a trend, I'll start to dive out of it. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like on one hand, I'll want to kind of, I'll, I'll stick with it for a little while because I'll want to kind of understand what's kind of happening. And, and I won't want to ignore yeah. the trend. And it's not necessarily bad just because it's a trend or anything. But then I'll try to like dive out of it and make sure like I'm not getting caught up in the, um, the wave of this trend. You know what I mean? Too yeah, much at least. That's something... That's something I've been trying to do the last few years, and we've talked about this before on here and not on here. Uh, just like uh, trying to read, uh, trying to read stuff that like um, is a little older, 
Because it can be really hard to like understand like uh, what's going what's going on like in the present, not not just politically or not just like formally in terms of how people are writing their poetics, uh, unless you're kind of reading across like like fifty years at a time or something. Hmm. And also, you, uh, and also, it gives me the opportunity. Like I just read, uh, I had found it at a bookstore by my house, like a copy, a copy of uh, Chronicles of the Hostile Sun by Dion Brand, which I had never read. That book's fucking great. Yeah, and it's really different than the stuff that comes out after it, hmm. which is maybe a little less like because uh, that book's about uh, where she goes to Granada, and like it's kind of like really, really specific, hmm. uh, like or. It's gr- or it's gr- that's the wrong way to put it because that makes it sound like her other books aren't specific, but it's grounded in a different with a different sense of immediacy, like mm. in terms of like um, what's what's going on like in the moment, rather than a kind of like mapping like kind of more narratively. That was a bad explanation. But. Is, well, is that like that's a highlight from your reading last year? What what else? No, that's is like hi- highlight? that's a highlight from my reading last week. But last uh, week, okay. Yeah. <laughs> how how are you doing this year so far? I'm about I'm about to finish my twentieth book of the year. Oh, you're you're We're recording it start of February here. Again, a lot of them are comics. Yeah, um, I, which, I'm about fifteen you know, They can still be slow to read. Like I was reading, um, I reread Watchmen recently, which is. Mm. Alan Moore is a very wordy writer in comics, yeah. which I normally don't like, but you know he's quite good. But um, you know, comics can often be slow to read, but I find they're still faster than like reading a novel. <laughs> like generally speaking, you know, it's like a hundred thousand words versus like thirty thousand words at the outside. You know, yeah. Uh, even if you know you're slowing down for the pictures and things, it still is a different speed. You know, and. Um, yeah. Poetry, similarly, like I find it's slower to read in general, like page by page, but there's still just fewer pages, right? And um, yeah, I don't know, like I, 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 I don't know. I, I was looking over my list of last year, like some of the highlights of it, and I'll post um, it on a line uh, on uh, you know writingtherongway.com there. But um, what I've noticed uh, over my last. I was reading a lot of things in series because I was reading a lot of comics. So all of a sudden I'll be like, I'll hit like, um, you know, I'm reading like six books in a row that are all like continuations of the same thing. Like I'll read a bunch of Spawn comics or, you know, a bunch of, I'll get into like, I got into Junji Ito, uh, this manga artist who made a great, one of the greatest books I've ever read. Um, It's this horror manga called uh, Uzumaki. Okay. Which, uh, I don't know if you would have heard of that, but it's it translates roughly to spiral, and it's about um, this town where everything starts is haunted by spirals. <laughs> it's one of the most abstract concepts, but everything just starts to turn into spirals, and mm. people become obsessed with spirals, and then they start to like become spirals, and it's just a baffling, strange, surreal, uh, like nightmare horror of this like towns unraveling and like disintegration is, you know, it's really fascinating, but I got like hooked on this guy, just his baffling, strange spiral, you know, and all his, a bunch of his other stuff I read as well. Once I was off the Junji Ito spiral train. <laughs> and then like, you know, uh, I think like you always do, like you get a recommendation from somebody who like has also read that thing and, oh, you'll like this thing or whatever. So I can see like chunks of that where it's like 10 books I'll just read in a row on the same sort of topic. Yeah. 
Um, but like, you know, there's, what, what were some of the standouts for you uh, of the last, uh, you know, year or so? Uh, let me, all, let the, me, all the poetry you read, yeah. what are some of the standouts in your poetry? So, uh, maybe the best, uh, <coughs> maybe the, outside of, outside of reading, rereading Marvin Francis' City Treaty, which is like, mm-hmm. uh, I felt probably every, until another book comes along that is, captivates me more. <laughs> um, that will be the number one book of poetry I read every year that I reread it. Mm. Uh, cause I still don't know what to do with it. Um, but maybe the best book of poetry that I read last year that came out, uh, was Kai Killo's Magnetic Equator. Mm. Have you read this one? No. It's really, it's kind of, it kind of went under the radar, but it's really excellent. And I like, like you should read it. Cause like what he's doing is he's writing, like he's writing a bit of like a prairie long poem, but it's this kind of like ambivalent, uh, take. It's like interested in like, um, like blackness on the prairie. Mm. Um, and it's, it's just really, this is really outstanding narrative long poem. Uh, so that book I really liked, uh, I've mentioned it on here before, but I really like, uh, Kayla Zaga's dunk tank. I think that's just like really outstanding, uh, lyric work with some kind of light seriality in it. Um, I really like, uh, the front, the front half of Jacqueline Turner's flourish. Hmm. Not that I don't like the back half, but I really like the front half where it's these kind of like prose poem, like auto theory, kind of working through of ideas. Um, also on the, the prairie poem tip, I really liked KB Thor's uh, Vulgar Mechanic. Hmm. Thought that was a really great book. Um, then like... Um, and, and like, um, and I, I kind of am not counting them because I'm friends with them. But uh, but Nikki Rhymer's my my heart is a rose Manhattan and uh, Danielle LaFrance is just like I like it. Which are, are both outstanding books, and I feel like I don't think of them in these conversations because they're friends of mine. My favorite book of which <laughs> I read last year was uh, Nikki Rhymer's book, mm. and um, yeah, I just thought it was really. I mean, I've talked about it before at length on here too, but. Um, I don't know Nikki as well as you do. Like I met her a few times, you know, I'm like, I always say I'm friendly with her, but like, I'm not, I don't really know her super well or anything, but you know, I thought her book was just exceptional. And, um, you know, I was really very, very impressed with that book, particularly because I like books that do, um, uh, that hold like two sort of things in attention, you know what I mean? Or like that are kind of doing unusual, um, uh, like that have a real visceral, emotionality yeah. to them but also like retract from that in particular ways and so i found it just a really um fascinating book in terms of how like it moved you know what i mean yeah. like like i'll find what i'll read is a lot is i'll read a lot of books where they're very good um yeah but they don't necessarily but they're kind of doing the same thing throughout the whole book if that makes sense mm. and it's yeah. not that there's anything wrong with it but like i find like certain books will have like uh the writer will kind of hit a stride and they'll be doing like a they I'll kind of like catch their trick at a certain point. And then that's and that's fine, but like I like when the it starts to unsettle me and now I can't like I can't like keep keep a beat on the writer precisely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I found that it was a book that really like, kind of just moved and had an interesting um it just had a really interesting set of things it was doing and moving in and out of. 
Mm. No, I get that. I had I had some of those feelings about. Uh, <coughs> ju- I just read uh, Sonnet Labbe's uh, newest book, uh, Sonnet Shakespeare. Yeah. And I had the, I had those feelings about the, or I had like the, the kind of bad version of those feelings in the first half of the book. So I thought, oh, all these poems, these poems are good, but I see kind of like here exactly what she's doing in each one, and they don't really build on one another. And then it kind of does this shift in the back half, and it started surprising me. Um, it's, yeah. a, it's a weird book. I actually think I read it in exactly the wrong way. Like if anybody, if anybody is listening, is thinking about reading that, I would just read a page a day over however many pages there are. Because I think sure. like I think I read it really fast over four days, and it like it kind of like bled together. But I think if you read it really deliberately slowly, that would improve that book. That's interesting. I, I never get to do that anymore with poetry and with books in particular. Like I'm always like yeah. rushing, not rushing through them, but I'm always like reading them in a condensed period, like a sitting oh, down, yeah. to, like you know. And so I mean, you, you're talking about like being surprised. I think that's a better way to say what I was trying to say, which is that. In fiction, it's very easy to under, to talk about predictability. You know, like mm. you, you're reading a story and you know where it's going or you don't know where it's going, right? Like you have yeah. like an idea, you have your predictions and then either, you know, it, it goes where you thought it went or it goes in some other yeah. way and surprises you. Um, and I think in poetry, it's harder to talk about that. But yeah. it's the same sort of thing where it's like you start to see where their writer's going, uh, so even if yeah. they have like even if the poems aren't building on each other and even if they don't they are about different things um, even if they're written in a different um, forms like even if you're reading like a bunch of sonnets then you read some haikus or whatever like I think for a lot of writers you start to kind of catch on to what they're doing yeah. and like and, and the predictability becomes an issue uh, yeah. which you know it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not doing a good job of it or the book's not working or anything, but it, it sometimes can, it, I think it's just like, it's very valuable to me when somebody surprises me. Cause I, I feel yeah. like I'm so, I feel so jaded. If that makes sense. No, I feel the same. And it's, I think it's just an effect of like, you read so many of these poetry books and it's like, <laughs> they all kind of run together and everybody's kind of pulling the same stunts. And cause that's so everybody's trained in the same way, pretty much. And like it's kind of it's kind of nice to be to be thrown off. And all, and mm-hmm. also the other thing is like we're trained how to work like in smaller units. So we're tra- I think like anybody who's taken a creative writing class, you're trained to work in like a one, two, five chapbook length unit. Like, yeah. Kind of, and the chapbook becomes like that's the longest you can sustain, and then you have to do a hundred page book. And it's like what works at 100 pages doesn't work at 20, doesn't work at five, doesn't work at one. So, I think that's part of it too. You have to kind of relearn how to build these kind of like kinds of duration over a book. I think you also get, if you, especially if you're a writer as well, I think you get into a, a thing where you just read so much that um, it, it, it. I, 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 I have this thing where my my family like often they'll give me like books for presents. Yeah, and I always think like. On one hand, like I appreciate how they're giving me a book, and, like making the effort, you know, connect to my interests or whatever. But on the other hand, it's like the last thing I want somebody to give me is a book. Like I've got two thousand <laughs> books I haven't read sitting over there, and it's and it kind of feels like work to me on one level. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, and you also, if if somebody's like not a real, really a reader, I think um, they have a kind of impression that somebody who reads likes books. 
but they actually like almost no books. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like if you read like 80, like I'm not going to ask you to quantify it, but like if you read like 80 plus books a year, yeah, the unspoken question is like, how many did you actually like? <laughs> right? And like, um, I'm not going to well, make you define, ask that question. Like, I'm not going to make I... you ask that question, but like it, it, it is an 80, right? Like here's, here's the question. <laughs> how high on the scale do do I have to give it before I like it? Yeah. Right. There's lots of books I would like. If you ask me to rate it, I would say this is gonna this is gonna get me in trouble because people are gonna know, go go back <laughs> to the list and go. Well, my books on your list. Am I one of the ones you would only give like a seven to? Um, and I'm like, there's lots of books I like them, but I like don't love them. But there's not like a lot of A and, plus. And there's books, lots right? of books like and there's lots of books I'll read once and I'll go, oh, I like that. I like that all right. I'll never read again. And there's other books mm-hmm. that I'll go, I'll do the same thing too. And I'll, for whatever reason, pick it up a second time and decide, Oh, I actually really like this. So and it's some, like hard to say. And sometimes you even have a weird experience. I, I like, I find sometimes like I'll read a book now, especially for poetry. Cause I read so many poetry books. Like I'll find like, yeah. I'll read it. And sometimes I, um, uh, I, I'll almost like appreciate a book that I don't like yeah. more than a book I like. <laughs> if it's doing something I haven't seen before. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to be like super innovative necessarily. If it's just, that I haven't like seen that particular weird thing, like, or they're it doing just something be, even it wrong. Just really bad. Yeah. Or just even just something like that. Again, it's not predictable, right? Like it's just something, yeah. if it surprises me, like I almost feel like the surprise is more valuable. And it just, because I'm so, I feel so jaded sometimes that like sometimes the surprise is almost worth like 10 um things that are done well <laughs> yeah but not necessarily but it's just i find like or, or sometimes i'll just really dislike a book and it'll just like but it'll just interest me for some reason like i'll still yeah. just be with it and just kind of like even just baffled by like the how different this person's way of looking at things is from me say and like i'll disagree with them or just yeah. not like not like their take on things maybe yeah but um but just, you know, it's surprising as opposed to, you know, the same 20 poems about birds, you know, or whatever. And they're never – see, I would I would love poems about birds now. I don't have a problem People with don't bird write poems, enough poems but... about birds. It's not like Don Mackay's out here burning yeah, it up. Yeah, that's true. Randy Lundy had a, some good poems about birds recently, but like – I, I just find like it's a weird thing where you read, I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's an unusual thing, but like when you read like a lot of books, like if you're doing the 95 books thing or whatever, um, or, you know, read 100 plus books in a year, like yeah. it does sort of get to that weird space where it's 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 hard to find something that is surprising you. Yeah. You know, and, and when you do find it, it's really interesting. It's really fascinating. Like I read a I don't know. One thing I really liked uh, of all the books I read, I was really interested in, um, again, this Law of the Skies book. So everyone, every time somebody comes to me and asks me, like, what's the best book you read last year or whatever, I keep saying The Law of the Skies, which is, uh, which I've, you know, talked at length about and I interviewed. You, you, you know, people can go look at, um, they can go to, like, my website and Google and search Law of the Skies or whatever and find, like, Grégoire Courtois, the author, and me talking to him about it. And I've got a review of the book on there and everything. So I don't want to go into too much, like, extensive detail about it. But, like, 
that book was just shocking to me because it's really weirdly narrated and also has like this bizarre premise of like a slasher film we're all like victims and also the slasher are like six-year-old children <laughs> so it has like <laughs> really specific you know so i i know i can't even say i enjoyed the book precisely but it yeah. was like i thought it was like um, incredibly uh, well constructed and just fascinating you know and um but like it, it, that's it's a rare kind of when you see a something like that you know and I also had like some f- big failures of, in my reading as well, where like I did, I still didn't haven't read the Ian Williams books, which I feel really bad about. Oh, made by a big the time deal. you actually read about it and we talk about it, I'm gonna have to reread it because I, like, I know, remember so, so cool about it. I'm gonna you know have to reread. It just won a big award too. Did he yeah. just win the Giller or something? What did he that win? Sound? I think it's I the, he won the Giller. Did he not? Won an award. I remember seeing it on social media. But anyway, it's it's like one of those books that I clearly like need to get and read, but it's just like, I mean, it's really good. The, it, the, yeah, pro- the problem it with great. it, the problem with it, I want this to become a, I want, almost want you to never read it so I can keep making this running joke. The problem is the book is 400 fucking pages long. That, you know, uh, it, I feel and stupid. It's not, that because... any of those, it's not that any of those pages, <laughs> have, the pages are almost uniformly excellent. It's that there's so many of them. Well, I kind of I I'm actually saying this hoping that Ian Williams will like will like <laughs> listen to this. And I don't like, know him, but like, and then we'll like I I don't know him at all. Like he seems like a great guy, but like uh, Ian, I feel Ian, bad let me let me deliver this message straight to Ian Williams. <laughs> Ian Williams, I liked your book, but couldn't you have made it like less than four hundred pages? You know, maybe <laughs> it's not even a problem that's four hundred pages. It's just that like. I literally find myself like I've got it sitting there and then I've got like a comic book beside it that's like 24 pages and I'll oh, pick up the comic book. That's, that's why I read so much poetry is because I can read a book of poetry in like an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, and I feel ridiculous about it because I, I want, you know, so my big thing I decided this year is I'm going to make a real effort like you were doing. I make a real effort to like read some longer novels because yeah. I find like I've been shying away from like, big books, even in ones that I really want to read. Just because I think of like, part of it has been um, the fa- having to review books. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, I got to read these four books in the next like week. And so I don't know if I want to start this 400 page novel because then I'll have to put it down and pick this other one up. And like, I want to like read it an unbroken path. Yeah. Which is probably stupid. It's probably just my life is too fragmentary with the kids, especially now. Yeah. It's probably just too fragmentary to sit down and read a 400 page book start to finish you know in uh in a week's time or whatever so probably i just need to get off my unrealistic expectation that i'm gonna you know read a book and then finish it before i start my next book but it's been working well for me so i don't want to i'm loath to stop it it's just that i find i'm not reading long books yeah well you'll just have to tell me when you're gonna actually read that ian williams (coughs) book and i will uh i will read it a second time I want to say I'm going to read it. It'll be the only soon. novel I've ever read two times. No, that's <laughs> I, I, not true. I want to that's say I'm going to read it soon, but it's like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I've got to, this week I've got to read, uh, i got to finish reading like two or three poetry books that I've started. Um, I've got to, for the column I've got to write, I've got to finish. Yeah. It's like, you know, I mean, I've, I could just write the thing tomorrow, but I like to read like a f- extra books. 
and then I like more books than I need to read and um, then just pick like amongst them or whatever and I, I've got to read uh, I, I'm doing like these podcast interviews with people lined up so I'm, I yeah. got to finish reading their books because <laughs> I don't want to interview people if I haven't read their books that's like my weird quirk I've um, I've got to read a I'm going to be editing somebody's book for uh, for a publishing company so I got to read that book <laughs> you know I and then you know, people someone's going to ask me for a blurb or something and then I'll have to read that like it just like it piles up you know yeah plus I got to read my own book because I got to edit this uh, short story book uh, this month I got a bunch of notes uh, uh, from Stuart Ross uh, which I was excited about but you know now I got to sit down and do that so like it's weird to, but it's like you even like it's like work to read your own book yeah, you sent me a book to read that I haven't read yet. I just, I lost it and I found it again just the other day. So I want to read that. <laughs> Kevin Eckhoff sent me a book I want to manuscript I want to read. This is the other thing is like, as you well know, um, if you like know writers, like there's also these books that aren't even published that you got to read, <laughs> or you yeah. just like want to read because you know you got the opportunity to read this cool thing you know before it's even done. And I don't know, it's just fun. And like I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to reading that stuff. But it's like another thing that is keeping me from reading like this 400-page book. So it's literally it's going to come. It's literally going to happen next week. Is what I'm going to is I'm going to look at the Ian Williams book again, and I'm going to look at your manuscript you sent me, and I'm going to be like, well, Brian's the book quote is like it's not that long, <laughs> right? And then I'll be another reason I haven't read his book. And it's you know I feel bad saying it because I nothing against this book. It looks great, and I'm excited to read it. I think um, I, I think at this point, uh, if if you ever read it, we should just see if Ian Williams will come on and talk to us about it. Well, I'm definitely going to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely going to. You know, at this point, I feel like I've invested so much psychic energy in reading this book <laughs> that I haven't even read. I did start reading it, and it was really in- it was really good. But then I had to read something else. I had to read like you know. Lisa Robertson's new book to review or something because I just did a review of that so you know um, I mean it's all good problems to have I guess but um, it is still it's that it's that thing of like you know you got so much time yeah and you never mind if you want to watch a, t- a movie I, f- I finally watched Parasite last night yes yeah, the Oscars what do you think we're, we're at this point it's I was going to see I was going to try to trick you into like just talking about Parasite the whole time but yeah, it's incredible. I mean, well, I mean, I've seen the host. Uh, his I haven't seen Snowpiercer. I didn't realize he did Snowpiercer as well. But I hear a lot of good things about Snowpiercer, and I've been meaning to see that. But um, I was a big fan of the host, and uh, um, this Parasite is exceptional. Have you seen it yet? Yeah, I it? saw yeah. it. I saw it when I was in Vancouver. Yeah, it's, I was. It's very excellent. Very impressed. Ex- like outstanding. I, I think yeah. I liked. The week before, I had seen Little Women, and Little Women's probably the movie I liked the most last year. And then the week after, I saw Parasite, and I went, "Well, I still like Little Women better, but Parasite should win Best Picture at the Oscars because it's objectively the best movie I've seen last year." Yeah, it's so, incredible. Like, like the way it shifts between genres, and like it's just mm-hmm. kind of like, like sometimes it's a comedy and other times it's like this kind of Hitchcockian suspense movie. And yeah, it's seamless too. Like it seamlessly is like shifting registers. Yeah. And, um, uh, just, I don't know. It's just such an accomplished 
in a you know really compelling movie. But instead of watching the Oscars last night when you know all this when it was winning all these awards, I actually like watched Parasite instead, <laughs> which I feel is like better use of my time. But um, but yeah, outstanding and I you know and um, an impressive feat for uh, for it to get any recognition at all. Never yeah. mind, you know, some actual big, you know, big picture, best picture Oscar. Yeah, I assumed they were going to give it to that nineteen seventeen or whatever. Yeah, I haven't seen that film, but that that was seemed to be the favorite to win. Like that's was what was favored. The the movie I liked a lot last year that I thought, um, um, outside of Parasite, uh, was The Lighthouse. Okay, which, which I haven't seen. Which I I was extremely impressed and interested in Lighthouse, which is. Uh, the same director and writer made um, The Witch, uh, which is incredible. But uh, I was very um, impressed with The Lighthouse and a little disappointed that it kind of seemed to fall off the radar of um, people at a certain point. Well, everything I've read about it makes it sound like it's just like extremely weird. And that's like it's probably one of the weirder it. films I've ever seen. But I was, you know, overjoyed that uh, Parasite, you know, at least, you know, gathered up a lot of the momentum that I thought maybe could have gone to the lighthouse otherwise. <laughs> so I was, wasn't disappointed in that. It's, uh, it's, you know, but yeah, lighthouse, I would definitely, uh, recommend watching, but you know what I mean? Like just to go back to the original point, like, <coughs> you know, that's, uh, something I find like I just haven't had the time to do is watch like movies and TV in the same way I used to. Yeah. To just barely keep up on my reading, uh, you know, is hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like maybe people could say to me, well, you know, you don't need to be reading 100 books, 95 books a year. But I don't even find it that onerous. Like, it's just that like um, it's a, it is a bit of a trade off, you know, in terms of like time. And I find like the novels, it's hard to uh, it's hard to really um like read it like get a 400 page it just feels like such a commitment in a way that like a 400 yeah. page comic book doesn't feel like even though it's you know <laughs> kind of a stupid comparison and, but that, I, I was very impressed with a lot of the uh, um, the um, poetry I read last year the other thing I just to go back to kind of reading like books and manuscripts is like I got asked to read I, I got to just say like I'm continually impressed with like the productivity of some of these writers where you'll just get like like Dennis Cooley I read um, two books by Dennis Cooley that are coming out this year because they asked me for some blurbs on them last year but then like I was talking to this guy uh, uh, this publisher uh, at a, at Bay Press he's putting out a third book by Dennis Cooley also this year oh, it's like Cooley's got three books that I know of coming out this year and it's like, you know, I feel so lazy. Well, everyone in Winnipeg will read all those Cooley books and no one outside of Winnipeg will even know they exist. It's a shame, you know. Yeah. But it is like you get these weird regional like things as well. So it, where it's, you know, I, I wonder sometimes how much of my reading is too um, influenced by the fact that people are sending me things. Yeah. And like, what do I not get sent? You know, because you mentioned that um, uh, I forget the name all of a sudden, but the, the Kai Killian book or what was the, the Kai uh, Killian. So uh, that book I wasn't sent, 
which is which why is weird because it. it's not like it came out it came out of M and S, which is M&S not like usually sends me things. So, yeah, yeah, who knows? Often though, like m- maybe it is lying around because M and S will often send me um, books in uh, uh, arcs rather oh, okay. than books. But they'll send me like spiral bound printouts of the books, which I oh. hate reading. So I'll like literally just sit there, wait for them to send me a, another version, or I'll I'll like throw them in the trash half the time. Like sorry, Eminem, but like <laughs> I'll just like notice I haven't read it, and then I'll like the book has already come out by the time. Um, but like I'm trying to make an effort not to do that uh, and to read like stuff in advance, in, in like the arcs a bit more. But it just is annoying to read arcs and things because you're not even you can't even quote from them. They don't want you to quote from them, and then because they're not finalized versions. Plus, yeah. they're not even books. I call them fake books because it's like, even if they're even if they print and bind them, like they look weird and they have a bad paper quality because they're just yeah. a fake book. Once in a while, I'll be like carrying a book around, and my daughter would be like, uh, I'd be like, I'll, I'll just call it a fake book, and she'll look confused. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like oh, it's just a fake book. Don't worry. She like spills some coffee, and I'm like, ah, oh, it's just a fake book. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> but like. You know, I finally, like, I, I wonder, I've been wondering lately, like, is it, is it too much of my reading, like, the stuff that people want me to read? Yeah. Does that make sense? And, like, no, that sh- sense. maybe I should I be making more that, of an effort to request things. I worry about that with social media, mm-hmm. the way that certain books will get, like, like pushed into the popular consciousness, like, a ton, and other books just, like, don't even enter. Yeah. Like, they get consigned to the book graveyard, like, right away, before they even come out. Yeah. Part of yeah. that is like weirdly regional, and part of it is like where I am, like in Toronto. Like, because if I was back in Vancouver, like um, I would hear tons about the stuff coming out of the presses there, but like I wouldn't have read like the books coming out of MS, even though MS is like the big deal publisher in Canada, because I wouldn't be here to go to the book. And launch. their list is good now too. Like it used to be their yeah. list was not great, but they got like uh, Kevin Connolly, I think is, uh, editing there. Like they've got some really good people doing selections and, and editing there now too. So at M&S, uh, yeah, Deanne yeah Brand. like Deanne Brand, like their, their list has been getting better and better. Um, Nancy, I'm really looking forward to the Nancy Lee book. Uh, I really like her fiction. And so I'm curious about her poetry. Mm-hmm. They did, um, Oh no, sorry. HarperCollins did that, but like, uh, you know, I, I find like, I don't know. I, I I feel like I need to make a bit more of an effort to seek things out than yeah. I have been lately, and also just to make a bit more of an effort to maybe um, uh, amongst all the things I've got in front of me, like what's the weirder, smaller, odder thing that I maybe would overlook. Yeah. You know, but it's hard when you get. When there's actually like things there you're excited to read yeah which i know again maybe it's not the worst problem to have or anything but i had a thing recently i'm gonna i haven't talked to her yet but i'm gonna talk to uh, this author francis cunningham who i okay. had never heard of i think and um i never heard of the publisher that she was publishing with but they like but you know there's a publisher that like actually got in touch with me pitched this person to me to be on the podcast I never heard of them. They sent me the book. Like, you know, they did a lot of, like, it's not often that a press will do that amount of legwork. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, to get a book in front of somebody, um, which I don't even understand. Like, 
why you do that much legwork to get it in front of me. <laughs> but like, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, but like the fact that like, I don't even get that much legwork from M&S, you know, uh, trying to, well, you're the only person, you're only the only person viewing poetry in, in Manitoba. Well, but I'm just saying like, uh, in the, in the prairies period, probably really. Well, Sorry, if I don't you know. talk newspapers, <laughs> I think one of the only in the country for newspapers, but, yeah. um, but even so, like, all I mean to say is like, uh, it's it's rare that a smaller um, press or like a, a, a lesser known author will have like an advocate, even their yeah. press advocating for them in that way. So I feel like I just need to be a bit more mindful of that and to like try to seek things that otherwise might be a bit obscure out and just keep my ear to the ground a bit more, you know, than I am. Um, that maybe I have in the past where I just maybe got a bit too complacent and just relied on what, you know, just is coming in the door anyway. But yeah, what's your, uh, so that's my, my, my big kind of, you know, reading resolution in a manner of speaking this year, 2020 is to just try to be a bit more mindful of the gaps uh, and like yeah. try to like plug the holes in my reading a little bit. I don't know if you've got any like I, I, ideal or goal in mind for the year. Uh, not, not really anything that's that's really new. I kind of want to, uh, I want to continue, um, kind of, kind of reading like reading older stuff. Like the last the last uh, week or two, like I've been pulling books off my shelf that I've picked up at like book fairs and and used bookstores and stuff. Um, and I've been really kind of delighted to read these books that like, um, that kind of got passed over like the first time or maybe passed over. They've gotten kind of like, uh, forgotten by time a little bit. So it's kind of like I read, uh, that Dion Brand book and I read a book by Clifton Joseph, who's like a dub writer, but it was like one from the early eighties, I think that I found for like a $2 at a book fair. Mm. Um, but also I read a bunch of Danny Couture who I had never read before. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. like her newer book, but also like, um, these two older books. Um, cause we had had her read for this salon series that, uh, myself, Raj Paul and, uh, uh, Nikki Sheppy have been putting together in Toronto. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's the big one is I just want to keep like filling the holes in my kind of understanding of how poetry operates in Canada. Uh, I also I also think like I should I need to read more stuff from the states, which I feel like every year. I've but. been thinking that too. Weirdly, even though I just um, on one hand like I bridle at that. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like there's already so much. Uh, cultural colonialism coming from the states, <laughs> or cultural imperialism, perhaps is a better yeah. way to put it. Like coming from the states, I don't know if I want to subject myself to more of it. But at the same time, I feel like a little out of touch with what's going on in the poetry in the states. Yeah, um, like with a few I just exceptions. Find it, I just find it hard to map because, like, mapping how poetry works in Canada is already so complicated. It's that kind of times ten. It's much so simpler, like, though, right? Like, yeah. you know, you know, it's just fewer cities. So there's fewer cities, there's fewer scenes. It's yeah. a bit more connected, you know, than it 
like I'm always shocked when like in Canada by contrast if somebody gets sends me a book and I haven't heard of the author I'll be like who's this author <laughs> like like I'll be baffled if I haven't heard of them because often yeah. I've heard of them even if I don't know anything about them I haven't read anything yeah I'll, I'll, I'll at least usually have seen their name in the back of somebody else's book you know yeah or whatever but uh, but yeah so well I think that's a logical goal for your logical yeah. approach well uh, I'm going to read the, Ian Williams's book too it's yeah. the other thing I'm <laughs> yeah uh, but I was going to say a few of the a few of the a few of the better books of poetry last year came out of the States. Uh, Wendy Trevino's Girl Fiction. Uh, what, was the, what were the other ones? Uh, Total Recall by Samantha Giles, which I found out about through my friend Danielle. What was it? There was another one that I was thinking about. Oh, Tommy Pico. Uh, I read Nature Poem, which is a, couple, a few years old now, but like that book's just excellent. Well, I'll be let you go to get uh, to my class, uh, but um, I appreciate you know talking books with you as always and yeah. um, send me your if you want uh, send me your reading list from the 2019 and I'll throw it up online or or just remind me of where you put it because I think you put it online already yeah it's so on my it's send on me my the website. link and I'll uh, link to it uh, in the show notes and I'll put my like list up and then you know I'll, I'll try to like link to things I actually reviewed a little bit as well if I can uh, muster the energy to link everything <laughs> Yeah, but uh, you know it's um, uh, but yeah, nice to talk to you. And I will, I'm gonna try to as soon as possible read the Ian Williams book, and I gotta read your book uh, as well. One of well, your ten books that you you're flogging around these days. Well, one of one of those two books that you have to read is good. So, <laughs> all right. Well, the, talk the to joke later. the joke is it's the Ian Williams book that's good, and my book is, is <laughs> shitty. But, uh, yeah, have fun in your class. I'll do my best. Yeah.